It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 6th of August. The summer interview series continues with your favorite, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Kevin Pelton thinks the Jazz are going to be awesome. And I think Kevin Pelton is really, really smart. It's all coming up next on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily look at the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, and geeky numbers on the Jazz. You can follow the show for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and get your smart speaker to play the podcast by simply telling it, play podcast Locked on Jazz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's show here on the 6th of August is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy out in Woods Cross as well as in Logan. Logan in Woods Cross uh, for Murdoch. All right, so uh, Craig Bullerjack continues the summer interview series. Thank you very much to Tony Jones. Thank you to everybody who sent the at Trib Jazz. Thank you to him. Uh, It's become a signature. If you want to do the same to buckle up Bowler, uh, we'd greatly appreciate that. If you can send a quick Twitter to Bowler and say thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, Craig spends an hour with us, so we'll do the same thing. We'll do three shows this week. Uh, we will not do a live show this week. Um, sorry, I'm actually, my wife surprised me and is going to take me out of town for a few days. We don't have any kids right now. One kid's out skiing and the other's at summer camp, so she surprised me with a quick little trip. Uh, and so we are, uh, so I'm not going to be able to do a live show this week. So we're going to, we're going to, Jet out for a few days, but I'll get three podcasts out uh, to you this week. The Locked On Jazz Facebook page is just incredible. Um, you guys have been amazing. We've got over a thousand members, and um, it's been fun. Like e- Eric Koontz last night, just kind of you know wrote 100% wishful thinking. How awesome would it be by some happenstance the Jazz got past Golden State in the Western Conference play, made it to the finals against the Celtics, and would beat good old Hayward. Like I said, wishful thinking, but that's the whole point of this group. It's like share your crazy thoughts you have. Uh, as Jazz Eric also uh, posted a picture of his cute little kid where he made him a Donovan Mitchell uh, jersey as well. So uh, Spencer... Uh, Langford, much more serious, wanted to talk about how the NBA coaches challenge and if show how they should implement it. You know what? I need to do my show uh, coming up. Maybe I'll do it this week on what I think the NBA should do about officiating. Uh, I have some thoughts. I actually think they still think they're the best in the world. Um, I just think that um, I think the game's gotten too fast and they the league has to react to that rather than. Um, Rather than doing, you know, just kind of adjusting continually off what they're doing right now, if that makes any sense. All right, let's get to the big story. Kevin Pelton uh, released on ESPN his real plus minus projections, and they've been good. Um, he has probably been better than the than the Vegas over under. Those numbers are out. Uh, we'll talk about those on the next show. Uh, and but you know, there's trades and injuries and things like that. But what's most interesting, I generally would say, is, you know, a few years ago back where he threw the Knicks out there and and we're going to be terrible and everyone killed him for it and he turned out to be right. And so what jumps out to me a little bit is if he has somebody much higher or lower than you'd anticipate, it probably means he's aware of something. His Western Conference 
standings are Golden State Warriors. And remember, projected win totals are always low. But he has them at 58.6. Last year, he had them at 62.6. Which actually they fell short of and probably felt small at the time. So 58.6. So they... uh, and. They were a 58-win team last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, so they're, But they're comfortably ahead of everybody else. The number two team that Pelton picks in the Western Conference is the Utah Jazz. And there's some things where this makes actually some sense. You know, if you start to look at, and this is based on real plus minus, which is the trying to value, really gets into the value a player has when they're on the floor uh, on their team and tries to isolate that player individually despite who he's on the floor with. That's kind of the art of real plus minus. And if you start to look at what the Jazz have done in regards to plus minus, it's interesting. So Joe Johnson, as we talked about last week some, if you didn't catch the show last week, Tony Tony Jones was with us for uh, all three shows and and really good. So if you get a chance, go back and and listen to it. But the Jazz last year, when Joe Johnson was off the floor, were plus five. And when he was on the floor, they were minus eight. He was really detrimental to them. Rodney Hood, when he was on the floor last year, the Jazz defense was terrible, single-handedly bad, 107.2. And they were minus 3.3. And when he was off the floor, they were plus 3.8. The only other player who had that kind of discrepancy was Alec Burks, who we were plus 6.2 when he was off the floor and, and even when he was on the floor. And then the final one that had a little bit of of some funky numbers defensively that weren't dominant defensive numbers was Jonas Jarebko. The Jazz defense, when Jonas was on the floor, was a 104.2. And when he was off the floor, was 100.6. We were positive both with him on the floor and off. Here's what gets interesting. Here are the defensive ratings for the Jazz when the players they have returning this year are on the floor. Now, there is a chance, if this, if this were to really show, that it, what it really tells you is that there's a, a serious chance that the Jazz could be as dominant defensively as the Warriors are offensively. And let me remind you when I talk about defensive ratings, since we haven't talked about it in a while, the best in the league last year were the Jazz and the Celtics at 101, and there were two other teams below 103. So there were four teams below 103, and there were six teams below 104. Okay? So, I mean, you're below 104, you're elite. You're below 103, you're really good. You're below 102, you're, you're brilliant. Here are the defensive ratings of the Jazz with the players that they have returning this season. Uh, Jay Crowder, 95.8. Howell Neto, 96.8. Royce O'Neal, 97.3. Remember, if you were better than 104, you were elite. Better than 103, you were in the top four. Better than 102, you're out of this world. We're in the 90s here, boys and girls. Rudy Gobert, 97.7. Dante Exum, 98.9. Donovan Mitchell, 100.9. Ricky Rubio, 101.3. Epe Udo, 101.3. Tabo Cephalosha, 102.1. Joe Ingles, 102.3. Derek Favors, 103.0. That's it. That's it. I mean, the defensive numbers for these players 
are incredible. And what's also incredible is that when they're all off the floor, only when Rudy Gobert's off the floor do we go to a 105, and 105 would still make the Jazz the 10th best defense in the NBA. So when you look at real plus minus, and you project that the Jazz are going to be the number one defense in the league, I think, that's a fair projection. That's where they're heading. Well, then, it isn't crazy at all that this team might end up being as high as... Well, two seems high, because... It's .4 wins above the Rockets, who are at 53. Denver at 50.5. So Denver really, next year, is a a lot of teams have a lot of high hopes to them. The subtraction of Wilson Chandler helps them, frankly. Minnesota, 5. Oklahoma City, 6. And... Kevin Pelton says, surprisingly, even after re-signing Paul George Thunder, don't look any better than they did a year ago. And basically his point is that the guys that are taking the minutes from Carmelo Anthony are not better. And that Dennis Schroeder's not better. I haven't run pack yet. I'll do it sometime soon. New Orleans, who's my little team that I like, is at 7 at 44.1. Portland gets in at 8 at 42. He has the Lakers out. And he has the Spurs out as well. And he has the Clippers fading back, which gets interesting. Memphis at 33, Dallas at 32, Phoenix at 27, and Sacramento at 25. So there it is. Kevin Pelton has the Jazz as number two in the Western Conference. Today's show is brought to you in part by Murdoch Chevy. They're right out in Woods Cross, right off the freeway. Guess what? I am driving the Chevy Colorado. I was with my buddy David and his wife Jesse for uh, breakfast yesterday, and they came out, and they're like, what do you think of that one? I was like, I love it. The size is perfect. And then when you start digging into kind of the details and you start comparing the Chevy Colorado, I've got the diesel, and you get the price, the torque, the miles per hour, all of those levers point toward the Chevy Colorado compared to their various competition. Then you add in that you can do it with the Murdochs at Murdoch Chevy and Woods Cross, and you're dealing with a 91-year relationship with the state of Utah selling Chevys. You're dealing with the Murdoch guarantee of car washes for life, safety inspection for life, five-day price match uh, guarantee. It is what makes the Murdoch special. Tyson, who's just the nicest dude ever, uh, runs the place in Woods Cross, make sure you say hi to them. I've done a bunch of stuff with them recently, and they've just treated me uh, brilliantly. And they, and they didn't need to either. It was it was not things where it was obvious. They went out of their way. You could just tell that they're based in customer service. So just check it out. Chevy's got the best lineup of trucks out there. The Silverado is the posh, beautiful, big one that's just luxury, sitting in a lazy boy chair. And then the SUV lineup obviously kicked off with the Suburban, the Equinox, the tracks, all fabulous as well. It's at Murdoch Chevy. In Woods Cross. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the jazz on our summer interview series coming up. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. 
But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here. If it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. He is the TV voice of the Utah Jazz. He's maybe the longest running person around covering the Utah Jazz at this point. I haven't, oh, Ron Boone wins that title actually, probably, <laughs> but then, um, all of us just sit back on Ron. Ron doesn't count. And then, like, there's Kirk Cragthorpe probably is up in them. Brad Rock still around and Craig Bowlerjack all have been around this team and covering them forever. So, Craig, I think that's, uh, the best place to start with that perspective that you have. Of where, like, you look at the Utah Jazz as a franchise and how they're perceived and what their kind of status is today, and what jumps out to you from that considering kind of the journey you've seen them go on? David Locke, radio, TV, radio and TV uh, of Utah Jazz, by the way. Uh, I appreciate the call. I really do. Uh, You know what? I'll be honest. Uh, 85 was my first year. Carl Malone's a rookie. You watch the growth of that franchise with the Mark Eatons, the Big T's, the John Stocktons, and then the Jerry Sloan's uh, of the world who came in and made this team what it is with Larry Miller. And, David, I tell you, I, I get a feeling as, as I have covered this team a long time, but I, I really feel, and I think you do too, in our talks on the buses and the planes, that the Jazz are in that same position of some 20 years ago where there is a special feel of where this franchise is headed. You know, it's almost generational. Uh, the Carl and John have come and gone, and now you have Donovan and Rudy and the Quinn Snyder and other pieces that have, have become a major part of what the Jazz are trying to do. A little old school, maybe, by keeping the team and the concept of the team together this off season, but it's working, and it's, um, it's, it's fun to be a part of. I mean, there's, there's, there's something special here. And I think Jazz fans see it. And, again, I think you see it. I think Booner sees it and Harpering sees it. And it's fun to be a part of. I, I'm just excited to get this next season rolling to see where Donovan, how his game continues to evolve along with Gobert, but also just the team itself and where they go in the Western Conference. And, as you know, my goodness, with LeBron uh, joining the Lakers, it just makes the Western Conference a battle each and every night the Jazz hit the floor. I, I can't wait. What do you think it is that makes it special? What do you think's happening? <clears throat> well, you know, people ask that a lot. And I know you and I, again, and, and everybody, we, we spend a lot of hours on a plane. We spend a lot of hours on a bus. And, you know, the conversation always kind of goes like, is this really real? And what I mean by that is can 12 to 15 players really get along that well? And, you know, I keep looking for cracks in that armor uh, of, of the story, but in reality, there is a closeness here that doesn't come often, especially in professional sports. 
it's more of a collegiate field. But, you know, I think it's led by Donovan. I think Ricky Rubio and him have a, a budding relationship, both on and off the floor, a respect that is rare. Gobert is uh, is part of that as well, and Joe Ingles and Jay Crowder, who came came into the, the Foles uh, midway uh, during last season. And, you know, now you get Tabo Cephalosha back from injury. I think what he has to sit out three games uh, because of the drug violation policy uh, in the NBA. But I almost feel like he's a free agent again, you know, for the Jazz for some odd reason. But there, uh, put all that together, David, I, I mean, there just seems to be this uh, ability of being on the same page with the same goal I don't know if it's because Joe Ingles, junior high school teacher, told him he wouldn't make it in the Australian National, would make the Australian National League team, or that Rudy Gobert was taken 27th, uh, or these guys have chips on their shoulders. But in, in reality, I think they all have the same goal, to prove someone wrong and put that all together, and it just it really is an intriguing combination of personalities and also athletic talent and it's it's really fun to watch and be a part of i'm reading this book culture code and it's pretty fascinating it's by daniel coyle who wrote talent code and then did some other yeah and and one of the things they talk about is kind of togetherness and time together and and realizing that you know there's a that you have an actual care how much do you think the whole practice facility and the fact mm. that they have this place that they now want to be and spend time together has been a part of building this camaraderie that has become the signature of this team. That's a great point. Uh, you know, there's very few who really get to go into the depths of the practice facility. We get a sneak peek and then there's kind of a, a line that you don't really walk over because that's hollowed ground, so to speak, but they're fed. They can be entertained they can develop relationships. Uh, there's a fire pit. There's a game room. I mean, there's places that maybe you just can, David, continue to to increase the team concept there. I mean, it's really a, it's really kind of an interesting concept what the Jazz have done. I think it's again we've we've been around the league and we've been able to sneak a peek sometimes during the playoffs, especially when they allow you to come into someone someone another team's practice facility. But, I mean, I don't know how you look at it, but I'm thinking the Jazz are probably in the upper echelon of what 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 a team has available to them on a given day. I mean, we sit and watch courtside at the practice, practice facility, but, again, they have an incredible weight program. And then they can eat at the highest level and, you know, the calorie intake and all those things that is so important. Um, and they really do have the best of the best. And I think it also does, uh, I think you're right. I think it does employ uh, a concept of team and these guys are there. And I think sometimes they don't want to leave, to be honest, doesn't take anything away from family, but I think that they make it so comfortable that these guys are, 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 are bonding and they find a common place and a comfortable place. And I, that again, plays a big role in the way you survive 82 games during the regular season. And then the other portion of this that you have to try to figure out is, did Dennis just sign unique guys so that allowed that to happen? Does Quinn have some impact as the head coach that makes yeah. that happen? It's it's a I mean it's really if this holds together 
and they have the same togetherness in a second year, it's unheard of. I mean, almost never do you see a group come back together and then have the same personality the next year. I, as a San Francisco yeah, Giant I, fan, I saw it. I totally, ago, totally, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, and I think that's going to be what you and I are going to be watching for on every night is just to see if that camaraderie stays. And you know what, too, David, is the fact that there's the accolades that have come in the offseason. And Quinn is, is the first guy I thought of was the, the runner-up. Uh, to Dwayne Casey in Toronto, and then Rudy Gobert as Defensive Player of the Year, and and Donovan Mitchell finished second to, to Simmons, but also number one, right, through his peers uh, as as Rookie of the Year. How does that all play? I mean, is there jealousies, or do they just understand? Does the personalities of Donovan and and Rudy, who we've seen now for you know, well, Rudy especially for several years, and and Donovan for just one short season. I mean, I, I think that maybe is the key is how the rest of the veterans either respond to him, respect him. He's been on an incredible whirlwind tour around the, the world. And, you know, he's rested the foot for a while, but yet he's one of the most popular young players in the NBA. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how that plays in the locker room. I know you, you – I think you would agree, right? I, I, I don't know if you can go to China – and uh, back overseas and go to Brazil and, and then come back and host a, a camp in Utah and, you know, go out to Los Angeles. You know, the Spida Mitchell persona is so strong. It, it just, it really intrigues me on how this is going to work out. Well, why I think that's so important for the Jazz, that Donovan's doing all this, and why it doesn't surprise me. I'll tell you, we'll touch on that next when we continue with the TV voice. Longtime Utah Jazz just great communicator to the fans craig bowler jack as we continue on locked on jazz hi this is nate duncan from locked on's hollinger and duncan podcast those of you who listen to our show know that i try to take a measured approach i'm not prone to hyperbole it really takes something special to get me excited but with all that said theragun is simply one of the best products that i have ever used i just turned 40 i've always loved to work out to play basketball when it's safe and as i got into my 30s it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way i wanted to because my body didn't feel right and theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains i tried everything massages chiropractors this at-home device handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me and now the all-new gen 4 theragun has a proprietary brushless motor it's so quiet it's no louder than an electric toothbrush and best of all you can try theragun risk-free for 30 days there's no substitute for the theragun gen 4 with an oled screen personalized theragun app and the quiet and power you need starts at only 199 dollars go to theragun.com slash locked on the name of this network right now and get your gen 4 theragun today that's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on the nba restart has its first big injury from our local experts to your ears these are the biggest stories on the locked on podcast network orlando magic forward jonathan isaac suffered a torn acl in his left knee on sunday Listen to Locked On Magic for where Isaac and Orlando goes from here. To the ice. The qualifying series in the NHL are on, and the Minnesota Wild began with a 3-0 win over the Canucks. Joe Bully and Tony Abbott of Locked On Wild have a victory recap, and the Locked On NHL podcast has Western Conference playoff predictions. 
And finally, as college football conferences around the country try to figure out how they are going to restart, a group of Pac-12 players is demanding safety protocols and threatening to opt out of the season. I would point you to Locked On Big Ten podcast and a very interesting discussion on creative solutions to solve college football's mounting problems. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Bowler, the thing to me on Donovan's world tour is, one, you didn't want him sitting around practicing every day and wearing himself out. So, like, that, oh, is he practicing enough? I actually haven't heard that from a lot of people. It's good we haven't. But here's the important one, and Durant proved this in Oklahoma City as well. You can, in this day and age, with all the social media and everything else, you can be a megastar in any marketplace. Absolutely. And you know what? We haven't seen one in a long time. And you can put John and Carl in both those positions. Now, let me explain, because Carl liked the camera. John didn't. But John backed it up on the floor, and Carl embraced it both on the floor and off. Donovan is a combination of all of both those guys because he has the ability to play, he has the ability, ability to embrace the camera, but also the ability to interact, David, with the fans, which we haven't seen in a, in a long time. And the love affair, you know, and you've got to admit, he came at the right time. Oh, I mean, at this this time last year, I mean, you know, it was like, how are you going? How's this franchise going to survive as Hayward takes his stage left exit to Boston? And you know, he did what he thought was best, and you know what, the way he did it, we can discuss for hours. Was it the right way? My opinion is no. But the bottom line is he's in Boston, and Donovan Mitchell comes aboard and changes the whole fabric of the Utah Jazz and the psyche of the fan base. I, I, look, you've been at it a long time in Seattle. You're, you've been in Utah as well as a long time like myself, and it's different, isn't it? I mean, it's, it just amazes me how a player in a short period of time caught the imagination of a very large fan base and the respective veterans at the age of 21. And um, I think, again, I'm not hoping for a sophomore jinx by any means, but I don't think it's going to happen. And he just seems to get it. You know, we talk about the it factor, and people say, what is it? It is it. <laughs> he, you know when someone has it, right? And I, Don't you see it? Well, he's, I mean, the guy is special. The question I actually had coming out of Summer League, so at this time last year, was whether or not he'd be able to maintain the zest that yes. he has for the game. That that was the biggest question mark that I had about him was, will the league br- take the zest out of him? And that has clearly become no, which is just fabulous. Now, let's, you know, and let's see. He's, he's on the verge of making money that's astronomical. You know, as long as uh, his mom and Jordan, his sister, are around, I, I think you feel comfortable. At some point, that's not going to be the case, right? I mean... He, right. he in likelihood he'll get married. He'll start a family. I mean, there's so many things that are going to change that there's no way you can just assume that he's the same guy. But there's a there is a sincerity to him that's been obvious from the first day. I would agree, and it continues. I'm amazed when I and Twitter is such an important part of what all of us do now. And I've I've been kind of stubborn. You've been a <laughs> forefront guy with Twitter and I've kind of picked up and just I'm I'm running the race but I'm way behind you know I, again old school you just don't understand the impact 
but as you watch it and understand it, um, you know, people speak their minds about all sorts of topics, but, um, you know, when you see what Donovan does in the, you know, in the community, David, I, I'd never seen a guy that just has taken upon himself to be as involved and to make, you know, to buy someone's, you know, brother because he didn't have enough money and was, uh, and, and was confused at the Apple store. And he said, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of your bill. I mean, come on. I mean, those stories are just, you know, those, those just don't happen. Uh, and for Donovan to kind of lead the way in the community, uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And these stories are almost weekly that something, someone has spotted Donovan Mitchell and he's done something good for people. I don't think it's forced. And I, I mean, I don't, I, we've watched him enough, right. That I keep waiting to see if this is just a, a rookie kind of, you know, falsehood. But I really believe in his heart of hearts, he's a deep guy who cares and wants to take a minute or two to talk to people. And that, again, is the beauty of what Dennis drafted, not only a great talent, but a person, I think, that comes with it. I don't want to sit here and, you know, just, you know, you know, put him on a, on a pedestal. But remember, players like this change franchises and also the city of who they play for. And. And Donovan is one of these young guys that so far in the first, you know, 12 months that I've had a chance to cover him. And I think he was, well, we both just can sit back and go, wow, uh, special time right now. And I think there's more times to come. I think with Rudy and the way this team is and, and the way they interchange with Rubio, I think with Quinn Snyder's, um, uh, the way that he runs practice and the demands that he puts on these players, there's very few, I'll let you get away with that moments. I think Donovan got that from the start, and that's part of this equation too, along with what Dennis has brought uh, with the rest of these players and the and the chemistry he wants to continue to have. the The other thing on Donovan that makes me uh, <clears throat> believe in what we're seeing, particularly the travel and all of that, is I sat down with Donovan last year in September, and he said to me, you know. I think our mics might have been off at this point, so I don't think he minds me sharing this. I don't think it's too personal. It may have actually already aired in the interview. I can't recall. And he said, you know, one of my biggest problems is I want to see everything. Like, when you go to mm-hmm. these cities, I, don't, I, I want to go see the museum. I want to go see this. I want to go do that. I want to go see the city. I don't want to sit in my room and rest all the time. I know I'm going to have to, and I know I'm going to have to be disciplined about it, but that's not what I want to do. And so the fact that he is – jetting to Spain to see Rubio and learn about what it's like to live there and going to China to see that and going to do that doesn't surprise me at all. He has an active mind. He wants to experience things. And then we could dig, and I may dig, you know, as we continue, I mean, the way he's raised is, is a huge part of this. And Nicole's done just, and his dad has oh. done just a masterful job. It's amazing. You know, I think his dad is uh, trying to work his way back into a positive reflection to, into his life. His dad's with the Mets. Uh, his mom and sister mean so much to him. And I, I think, again, applause uh, to the family on just giving Donovan, I think, a great base as a young, a young man and understanding that what you have, you share. And, David, that's what he's been doing. I, I don't see it stopping. I don't see this as, again, just a front. I think it's who he is, and I think we've seen enough of him to to really make that statement stick. Um, you know, I, I was you always kind of hang back and let you know young people in the in this game make the adjustment into the NBA. You get a chance to talk to him. You see him in the lobby. 
Um, remember that one night he was sick. Remember when they put him in the back of the oh, plane yeah. by us? And uh, they were going to put a mask on him, and he only stayed a few minutes, and he looked at us, and I think he said, man, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm sorry I have to come back here, and we're all going, oh, great. <laughs> Dolphins got the flu, and we'll probably get it now. But, you know, they, they're protecting the players up in the front part of the plane, and then all of a sudden they brought him up forward again. But, you know, it was genuine. Let, I could tell. Me, you know, let me he didn't interrupt. Wanna... Do you remember he got worried that he was sitting in someone's seat? Yes, yes. And I said, no, man, that's open. I think that's where when we have – wasn't that back seat that's usually open, but when we have extra public relations folks on the big games or long trips, that's where they sit. And he goes, no, I said, no. And you said, no. And Boone or no, no, that's open tonight. That's open. That, that's your whole row, that backside. And, and then all of a sudden I, I could tell, didn't you? It's it just like, I can't believe that this rookie is concerned about, am I in someone's seat or am I going to get you guys sick? I mean, that tells you a lot about the individual again. And I just said to that night, I go, wow. Yeah, he's 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 different, and uh, I I believe that to this moment, to this day. My thought on it, um, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, and I think I've uh, I've said this before, and I've talked to Nicole, his mom, trying to. It's hard one for her to comment on, but but my viewpoint, at least, is he was she raised him every day with a vision toward greatness. I think she she put him in every circumstance that she thought would lead him to being great. I don't know if that was, and I joke with Donovan, and he's taking a pay cut by being in the NBA because he could be the CEO of Goldman Sachs in no time. Like he's that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like with his background. And I mean, she did it by taking a job and having him at Greenwich Country Day School where it, all the kids' parents are Forbes 500 people, and he gets exposed to that, which is a very different thing. But you can just tell, and, you know, not that it's, it's a, she's committed to it, and not everyone has the time or wherewithal to be able to do that with their kids. We'd all like to be able to. But you can tell that there wasn't anything that happened in that house by accident. Totally agree. And you know what, also, David, to put to your point, you know, sometimes you see individuals who don't want to be put in that pressure cooker where success is a topic daily. And Donovan, though, instead of denying it or fighting it, he embraced it. And I think your point's well taken is that mom put him in a position. And sometimes kids just say, no, mom, not for me. But for Donovan, he, he embraced that and took the challenge then, and the challenge continues now. So well-prepared, right, at a young age, and now what he knows is just kind of a daily life for him. Um, your point taken earlier about traveling the world, uh, embracing different cultures, uh, to, to meet and shake hands and understand what makes people tick. I know we're making this guy sound grandiose, but at the same time, He's special, and I think people have to understand that uh, other people realize that as well who meet him around the league and beyond. And um, kudos to the family and kudos to, to Donovan at this point who understands that I don't sense that it's overwhelming him. Do you? I just sense he's really in a comfortable state of mind, and that is what is really the most impressive part about it. I don't feel like that he feels like he needs to do anything. It just comes natural. Be interesting to watch. He's got a lot. He, last year was all good. Now there's pressure, right? 
Absolutely. I, yes, last year was like, oh my gosh, it's real. And this year it's going to be, can he do it again? And that's a very, very different game. So this will be interesting. Craig Bullerjack is, well, you know that because you know that voice. Uh, he will be back with us on the next edition of Locked on Jazz. Talking Quinn Snyder, talking about whether Kevin Pelton has lost his mind. And a few other things. All on the next edition of Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.